0: And you're an you're, uh, ardent Yankee fan, which
1: I hate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's great. But you're also – That's the one thing. I'm, a, I'm an Ole Miss fan. I should get the Yankees. Right. Even though you they do. They, you do. Yeah, it, it happens. But, you know, nobody's really paid attention. The Yankees are pretty much back in the 80s. Have they been good in a decade?
0: No. No. Well, you don't, don't have
1: – I don't think they have.
0: No, they're not good. But they're still good. So, what, when are you going to
1: start loving the Braves? I kind of like them now. I really like Acuna. Exactly, Acuna. I love Acuna. He's Akuna good. Matata is legit, dude. He's one of those players, kind of like Griffey. Every time you turn on the TV, if you sit and watch long enough, he's going to do something crazy. He really is like like the 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 price of admission type of player. Dude's legit. Well, I don't know, man. Braves got, well, now that they don't have that communist Ted Turner running the, the organization, I can cheer for the Braves.
0: Ted Turner wasn't a communist. And I'll. Well, he was married to one. Well, Jane Fonda's politics have no bearing on Jane. this. Um, <laughs> Ted Turner was a great man. And we. He just married a communist, but yes. We owe Turner Field to him, um, so <laughs> I will not have you. The reason why we had the Olympics in Atlanta, Georgia, of all the places, is because of Ted Turner. And and I, I just will not have the anybody. reason he. I will, is, not, I will not have anybody he, compared to King Griffey Jr. I will not have anybody the compared reason. to King Kirby Jr. No, he, no. Ronald Acuna, he is good. He's, he's good. He's not King Griffey. I mean, come on. Well, nobody, nobody's Griffey. The fact that he was not a, a unanimous 100%. Fan, he's who, 100% unanimous. Who says King Griffey
1: Jr. shouldn't have been in the Hall of Fame?
0: I well, want to meet that the, person.
1: But here's the logic in it because that's the person that the net, like, he's retired. You know, maybe not this year, but next year I'm going to vote him in. Well, what's he going to do in that one offseason that made him better or a better candidate? Like, you don't don't get better in retirement.
0: I don't
1: know. So, like, players that don't make it for years and years and they get voted in on, like, their final vote, how did they all of a sudden become good enough for the Hall of Fame five years later when they weren't good? Like, that? they didn't hit more home runs.
0: I know. you, You know, people used to play that game, like, if you could have dinner with any three people. Bar none, I would pick the person that said that Nolan Ryan didn't – wasn't unanimous. Nolan Ryan. He pitched Kyle, in seven decades. Kyle Ripken, Jr. I don't understand. I don't understand. There's no – these are undefatables. Kim Kirby Jr. I mean, I love that Mo Rivera was the unanimous. That's great.
1: He but shouldn't have been the first, though. He shouldn't have been the first. Nolan Ryan. Mm-hmm. Kyle no, Ruby Nolan. Jr. Nolan was a starter, and he did it in, like, literally, what, five decades was 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, four decades. He pitched in four decades. That's amazing. That's stupid. That's and stupid. he was throwing gas. Oh, in, 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 into the fourth decade, he was still throwing high 90s. I think he killed
0: seven people when he was on the 69 Mets. The Amazons, the Amazing <laughs> Mets. He was oh, yeah. so wild. He was so wild. And Randy through acting like, style. If if they were racing against a motorcycle, no one ran through 161 miles an hour.
1: <laughs> well, that's why nobody knew who Randy Johnson was, but he played for like four years before he got famous because he couldn't throw a strike. He he really was Ricky Bond. And like you only got the Braves, the Cubs, and then like one ESPN game a week back then. So nobody knew who Randy Johnson was because he literally couldn't throw it over the plate.
0: You remember that but video? He didn't, it he
1: didn't do it for four decades. Do you
0: remember that video of him killing a bird? <laughs> yeah. That is anybody listening to this podcast really needs I wish to just spend twenty seconds Googling
1: that because oh my God. I w I wish we I wish we could get Brandon Metterns on to talk about his experiences with Randy Johnson.
0: He let's, met- let's,
1: let's, Huh? He met Randy. Matters played with him at two, di- both of the organiz- major league organizations he touched down on: Arizona and San Francisco. Wait. And he is, and in- you can put him in the not a fan category. Wow. Well, well, apparently, Randy's a big, a, a big meanie head. Okay. Okay. That is the least surprising <laughs> bombshell.
0: <laughs> I've ever heard. And Randy do still, Johnson's Do you still talk to Med?
1: Yeah. Was, please God.
0: Please God. Get him on the next podcast.
1: And tell us his, his Randy Johnson uh dip dip theft story.
0: He he stole dip?
1: Well, and apparently this carried over from Arizona. So so, our, our our good friend that we played high school ball with, Brandon Meadows, played for the Diamondbacks and the Giants. Uh, at both stops, he had, had the luxury to play with Randy Johnson. But like I said, you can probably put him in the not a fan category. I didn't know that Randy Johnson played with the Giants. Oh, yeah. He was – oh, yeah. Randy played with the Giants at the end of his career and ended up getting into the bullpen. That was a whole nother story. Brandon about got in a fight with him out in the bullpen one day. First off, wow. <laughs> Secondly, this is a guy that we used to watch on TV and were intimidated by. And Metters had intimate stories of involvement uh, of interaction with, with the, the unit. All right. The, all one, right. Of the most inti- one of the most intimidating pictures, a guy that you picked on your all time team several episodes ago because he's one of the greatest pitchers to ever live. Yes, one of our best friends has stories with one of the greatest pitchers to ever live and is not a fan.
0: Honestly, I would pick Brandon Meadows in that fight.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay. All right, go ahead. Go ahead with your story. Um,
1: so, apparently – Against Randy in, Johnson. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> apparently, it started in Arizona, but Randy would come in the locker room and reach above Brandon's head without asking and reach into his locker. And grab Hold on. A dip Hold on.
0: First off, reaching above his head is not a problem yeah. – for Randy Johnson for Randy because Johnson. he's a foot taller he, than everybody.
1: He's seven foot three. Yes. And his at arms at are least. his ar- his arms are, are gosh, we gotta be long. Hold on. Have I ever told you about Herb Jones? I mean when he when he when he let go of the ball, it only had to travel like ten feet to get to the plate. That's why he struck so many people out. Herb Jones, who plays at
0: Alabama and decided to come back, uh, I had him in a class at Hell County and and what he would do and this is only, the only person that could do this is somebody that belongs in the NBA, his wingspan. He would take a pencil from not the desk next to him, but (laughs) the next row, like two rows over, he would reach and take a pencil and I would see him and I'd be like, what are you doing? And he's like, shh, you know, like "This, (laughs) this this, this is gonna be funny. 'Cause my <laughs> wingspan is nine feet. I'm a pterodact yeah. I'm a human pterodactyl. They're never right. gonna know it's me. So Randy Johnson would reach above someone's head. Men
1: created, all men are created equal, by the way. I learned that when I played sports with Brandon Metterns, by the way, that we're not all created equal. I can't do the things that this guy can. Yeah.
0: Whoever so Metters
1: Metters, who shares a locker with Randy Johnson, one of the greatest players of all time. Why are they sharing lockers? They're well, not lockers, sharing, locker, sharing locker room. Sorry. Okay, okay. Brandon, who shares a locker room with Randy Johnson. Randy reaches over his head on a routine basis, would grab his dip can without asking, get a dip out, and go about his merry way. Well, Brandon, it, it, of course it upset Brandon because he's like, here's Randy Johnson. I think he makes a few dollars playing this game of baseball. He could probably afford a can of dip or two to put in his own locker. Well, this followed Brandon to San Francisco. And I don't know. I guess Brandon had let a majority of the locker room in on, hey, this crap happens daily. Y'all watch. Watch it happen one day. So, one day, for some weird reason, it was one of those things where there was a cancellation. They had to play a doubleheader, which is rare in the major leagues. So, Brandon had an extra can hidden, but the one he put in his locker had one dip in it. And he said, "Watch." He and he let everybody in. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna put this in here, and I guarantee this hole comes in and takes it, <laughs> and with no remorse." So sure enough, like clockwork, Randy comes comes in. This is now in San Francisco. Reaches above him, grabs the candidate, looks in it, and actually looks down at Brandon and acknowledges him on this one and says, "This all you got?" And Brandon said, "Yep, whole day." And he's and Randy back at him says, sucks for you. <laughs> Grabs it sticks it in his mouth and goes about his day, about his way. Took his last dip. And <laughs> Brandon was like, man, what an L. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Oh yeah.
0: Hey, we hope you like what you've heard so far and we hope to keep bringing you great shows like this one. If you have a business or a product that you want to get out there to the world, Contact us at mom you're dumb at gmail.com. We'd love to have you as part of the team.
1: Randy lived in an apartment complex literally across the street from the stadium and would ride a bike, so fans wouldn't ask for his autograph and stuff. Man, complete jerk. I watched him. We went – the players' family – had a little room that they could sit in that was right across from the locker room, kind of catty corner from it, where the players got ready. And so when we went out there, we uh, we went down there with Sims, and we're kind of hanging out. Well, right next to the locker room, they have this roped off area for kids whose parents apparently paid an astronomical amount of money to get them these tickets that stand on right next to the locker room where the players come out. Well, so players come out naturally and sign autographs and do all that stuff because these kids – Again, apparently probably played a lot of t- money for tickets. Yeah. Well, I'm standing, I'm standing there, and this is before whoever they're playing. I think it was the Cubs. And Randy comes walking out. And, of course, man, this is the big unit. This is, like, one of the biggest names in baseball. Kids are going crazy. Man, Randy, give me your autograph. And Randy's like, no, nah, man, my hand hurts today. I can't write. Asked for uh, Zito's autograph. Just kept on walking. It's like, man, what? And what, Immediately went in the Oral recorded category for me. First ballot Hall of Famer. What
0: a douche! Well, first, first off, Randy Johnson can say whatever he wants to to a kid, <laughs> and he deserves our utmost respect because he's Randy Johnson. He is. And if they, he, those kids, those stupid kids, should go ask for Tim Lincecum or Barry Zito's signature because I'm sure those fly-by-night piece-of-crap people will gladly sign. Randy Johnson is a special person and deserves to be treated as such.
1: (laughs) Remember we got mad at Meadors in Atlanta because he came out and handed us a ball signed by Tim Lipscomb? We were like, man, we don't want his autograph. You signed it, moron.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do remember that.
1: And then April Langford getting offended because the beard – uh, wouldn't I think he said something like he wouldn't sign her autograph or something? I Think he said something smart to her, and she got all up in the field about yeah. Brian Wilson.
0: Brian Wilson, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, two people, me and you, sitting in the outfield saying, "Put matters in." <laughs> Good Lord! In hundred degree weather, actually had an effect on the bullpen. And one I of them yelled, "I could loud not words. believe that." Like, I, I could not believe that two idiots in the outfield actually had an effect on the entire bullpen. That was, that that validated my shaming of Brett Nelson. That oh, absolutely. They look, the fact that, they, that they, 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 hear, hear. they hear, they hear, the fact that they actually hear.
1: Well, and it's more so so on days like that when we were literally the only two people in that section, which was right next to the bullpen. I believe – I mean – What was the name of that field that we were at? It was the Braves, what it was. I'm sorry, what? Whatever the Braves' newest one is. It's now not their newest one.
0: No, it was the
1: older one. What was it? Not Fulton County. No, this is after that. And it was not the Atlanta one. No. Trust?
0: No, that's the new one.
1: That's the new one. What's the one before that? AT and T. No. Turner Field. I'm sorry, what? Turnerfield. You're damn right, it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, Ted Turner.
1: Oh boy, that communist wife of his, Jane Fonda.
0: I'm a dick,
1: I'm a dick.